Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 172. We talk about sales workflows, keeping your lists clean, persona challenges, and billboards. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, features, and strategies for growing your marketing and sales results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Man, I am so good. I am so pumped up on caffeine and sugar tonight, I've got to tell you. And when I'm drinking my tasty beverage, oh my goodness, the temperature is just perfect. What temperature is that, Craig? Well, I've set it at 62.5 degrees on my app, on my phone, because I now have an Ember mug. That's right. <laughs> Now, listeners, we spoke about this Ember mug uh, in some previous episodes, but before I go along, I just want to say happy birthday, Craig. I want to say thank you, Ian, and thank you for my Ember mug. That was an awesome surprise today, so I feel very, very lucky, and as a result, caffeinated up with tasty <laughs> beverage at, what time is it? Coming up to eight o'clock at night, so yeah. All right, listeners, now you're listening to this episode. When this comes out, inbound 2019 would have gone and Inbound 2020 will be on its way. And next year, it's actually going to be in August. Yeah, that's right. But by the time you hear this, Inbound for 2019 is all over. So we're thinking, well, tonight it's not much use if we talk about some latest HubSpot feature because there's going to be a ton more released over the week. So we'll chat about that in upcoming episodes. Instead, what we're really just going to focus on is ways to use HubSpot, I guess, from an approach based as opposed to specific functions. That's right. Do you want to move on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig? Now, this is really something key that we see often following the last episode where I got myself into trouble with uh, some unclean lists. I thought it'd be really good to highlight the importance of segmentation of your lists and also creating lists to make sure that we are engaging with people that are actually engaged with our businesses So there's some really good things and there's a support article there that I want to highlight. But to keep your contact list clean, you know, there are lots of properties in HubSpot that you can actually create lists out of. So, you know, when they were created, when the last email date, recent conversion date, the last time they submitted a form, the last time they opened an email, they clicked the link, they replied, etc. So there are lots of things you can do. One of the things that they suggest if contacts are more than a year old is to run a re-engagement campaign to confirm that they're still interested in hearing from you. I would also go to another step and say, run it through Never Bounce and as an additional check. And this is not a hard thing to do. You can, it's very easy to actually connect Never Bounce to HubSpot because it is a platform and it can connect. So you can run the check through Never Bounce and then push the data back into HubSpot. And I want to also say, did you know this? And I didn't know this. A spam complaint rate of 0.1% on a single email is a red flag that will increase your chances of bouncing or landing in the spam folder. 0.1%. I did not realize it was that tight. That's right. And that's why I called it the did you know of this segment. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Well, some good ways to break down uh, segmentation there. And I like the re or the warm up campaign. But yeah, behavior based. It's based on how they interact. You've got some examples here in the show notes, but last email they opened and how many emails, pages they visit, all those kinds of things. So they're good indicators of intent. Now, Craig, on to our HubSpot sales feature of the week. And this is really about optimizing sales process. I want to highlight this because not a lot of people might be aware, but you can actually create deals using workflows. Example, how we do this for a customer is when 
a contact gets a particular lead status, we might then want to start tracking that in deals. So we kick off a deal workflow to create the deal at that point in time. We copy a lot of the information that we might have collected from the contact originally into the deal that's actually required by sales so that they don't have to keep going backwards and forwards. So that's something else we're doing. Now, the caveat here is make sure the properties you're copying are the same type. So when you say the same type, what do you mean? Example, I I was doing one uh, recently. One of the properties I was copying was actually a multi-select, except when I created the property on the deal side, I just said it was a single entry field. And then it flagged it that there was a problem. So it needs to be identical to be able to do the copy across. It's a good example. Look, this is a really good tip, actually, uh, creating deals from workflows. So I'll give you an example. It might not just be fill out a contact form or create a deal. That might be a bit premature. But let's say they go through and they might have requested a quote or they're, you're getting them very close to purchase. You want to automate as much as that as possible. Gee, we should have a quote about that in the show at the, at the end. But really... If you can get them to that point and set up in HubSpot, what you can actually do, they fill out the form. They've got a whole bunch of details. Okay, creates the deal. You can set the name based on who they are. And then you can also set internal notifications. So that might not go to you. It might go to someone in sales, might go to someone else, perhaps in delivery and things like that. So automating all of this thing is a really good idea. And deals is just one part of it that helps you not only automate your business, saves time, but actually reduces missed opportunities because they get captured right there and then. Now, on to our HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. Firstly, shout out to Joy at HubSpot Support. She did a great job at answering this question for me. Back onto creating deals from workflows, I was doing this and I wasn't seeing any activity. So generally when you create a deal, when you're in a contact, you'll actually end up seeing, if you've got your settings correct, you'll end up seeing all of the activity in the timeline on the, on the deal. So I'd done this and then I went to the deals. I'm like, where is this? It just looks empty. Anyway, there's a knowledge base article here about why that happens and how to, I guess, get around it or maybe how to fix it if you need to, but it's not readily apparent when you're doing this. So you can associate multiple activities on a deal ticket or associate single activities and it's based on the record. So you can actually associate those records to that deal if you want it to show up. So just be aware of that. Right. So just so I understand this, you're saying if you manually create a deal, you get that option to associate recent activity, 30 days of activity, emails, et cetera, to the deal. But if you do that from a workflow, you don't get that option. You're right. Yeah. So a bit of a gotcha there. Correct. All right, Craig, on to our marketing tip of the week. To be done in an inboundy way, no doubt, Ian. That's right. And this is about using billboards. Now, I thought this is rather interesting. This is an, uh, an article that Brian Halligan has written on Medium, and he talked about using billboards, why HubSpot are actually using billboards. So I thought it was really well written, like he'd kind of gone through the whole process about why he thought it was a good idea, and not just he thought, but he actually took it back to the business and they discussed it. But I thought there were kind of three key takeaways that I got from this that he had mentioned in this article. Now, he's going to write a follow-up after this post the billboard being up for a couple of months and then he's going to report back. But here's the here's the three that I got. If Brian did not live and work in San Francisco for a month, he would actually not have had this revelation about billboards and how important they were in San Francisco and in the community that he was targeting. He learned 
that there are some clever ways to measure the effectiveness of billboards as well, which he didn't actually mention how, but he said he discovered them in the journey. Number three, he learned that the message that they did or the, the billboard needed to be kept very simple because people just don't have time. So just think of the purpose of the billboard and he goes, it had to be super simple. So literally all they have on the billboard, it says, your sales team will love you. That is it. And they've got HubSpot CRM, grow better on the bottom, which is quite small, but that is the key message here. I'd encourage you to read the article because it kind of opens your mind up. I mean, we do all of this stuff in the digital space. What other channels are we missing in the market that we're targeting because we're not actually looking at it from a customer perspective? I think this is really interesting as well. By the way, we've got a screenshot in the show notes of the billboard, what it looks like. And it is very simple. It's cool. I'm really interested in this kind of thing. It's offline, as we would say. But I was actually looking at not not so much big billboards, but actually the digital billboards you see around, because we see a lot of them in Chatsworth and around the city here. They're digital. And I was actually looking at this when my wife's last book came out, because I was going to do a bit of book advertising. I was actually looking at, because some of them have got them in bus shelters now. But more specifically, I was going to be looking around in the center of Sydney, around George Street, because there's a few key Dimmicks stores there. Uh, Dimmicks is a bookseller in Australia um, for any overseas listeners. And I was actually going to try and do it impression-based just to have these at key moments like lunchtime, et cetera, to advertise her book. And in terms of measurement, it actually would be very easy to measure because these are digital billboards. You can say, oh, well, I'll put it on for this week and check the results because we do get semi-real-time book sales results. The thing that stopped me, and I think this is only a short-term thing, the minimum spend was just too high. So it's not like Google Ads or Facebook, you can jump on and do 10 bucks a day or something. These needed corporate accounts that need many thousands of dollars of spend at a time initially, which was too much just for promoting a book. But that will change. The whole self-service billboard market, I think, will come in, and especially digital billboards. You see these outside lots of lifts in in buildings these days. It's another piece. Now, we typically don't do that because we don't think we can measure it. But I, and I'm interested to see how Brian measures it. But from my point of view, it's, it's actually quite easy. Turn it on for a week, turn it off for a week. And as long as there's a very strong tie to purchase... So an e-commerce piece would be the most obvious example or book sales would be another. If you're promoting a professional services piece, that might be a bit more difficult to, to align. But certainly those other mediums, those other channels are coming in place and I'm really keen to use them. I actually think there's those first mover opportunities for those as well for small business. Of course, the big brands have it already, but this is coming downstream to small business as well. All right, Craig, on to our Insight of the Week. Mapping your personas to ad targeting. Now, this is something that uh, you and me have both come up against and understanding uh, when we talk to businesses is about understanding who, who we're targeting and how do we talk to them, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'll, I'll add a bit of context around this. I'm going to say most, actually it might not be most, but many people when they think of personas and they prepare personas, they'll do them role-based, so we'll say they're role-based. So it could be job titles, job function, that kind of thing. That's pretty common. And I think HubSpot would even push you down that path if you hadn't come yes. across personas before. I guess very simple to understand. You build yes. out a persona about a person. You might add some demographics, age, et cetera. But it's often role-based and what they do. And that's because it's very easy to target. Now, a bigger brands and, well, maybe some, well, actually more sophisticated brands don't always go down role-based. They'll go down approach-based. So an example might be they say, oh, look, we've got an innovator. 
or we've got a collaborator, or we've got early adopter as a persona. And they often build out messaging and content around that. And that's actually, it can be quite powerful. I was actually in a strategy session today with a client and they've gone down that path with approach-based personas and uh, talking about it, right, so how do we get campaigns going? I'm like, okay, that's a good approach, but there's actually a second piece of mapping that you need to do. Because when you think about all the paid channels, they are quite often role-based or function-based or interest-based. Yes. So you can't go onto Facebook and go, oh, I want to target innovators or I want to target first collaborators uh, collaborators, or early adopters, right? It's a lot harder. You've actually got to do some extra thinking about how you target them. Now, on Facebook, that's quite often based on interests. But on LinkedIn, for example, you've often got to tie that actually to back to a role or a title or job function. So I think the the insight or why we included in the show is just to be aware of that personas, they can have extra more sophistication. There's pros and cons of both. All right, Craig, a podcast of the week. I've been listening to the Two Bobs podcast and, you know, our, our friend, good friend of the show, David C. Baker, we love him. So he co-hosts this with Blair Enns, who wrote the book Win Without Pitching, uh, which I'm reading at the moment. I have read that book a while back. Yes. It's so good. Uh, I'm really enjoying reading this. This is perfect for agencies, but also for marketing managers, I would say. So I've listened to it a couple episodes. been going for ages. So this is not a new podcast. been going for ages. I've only just started listening to it now. Fantastic. And what's been one of the one standout highlights that you heard recently, Craig? Okay, so he targeted this ad agency. He was just talking about six types of people that are a bad fit for your agency. However, this could also work with marketing departments. But he looked at personality types where, you know, people come in and extend their influence and all kinds of characteristics that they do or they try and block out other people so that they have kind of in charge. They're the go-to people. They make themselves indispensable. All these kind of staffing issues. So that was one. Then he was uh, in another episode, uh, they were looking at some of the ways that you deal with procurement. Really interesting insight, I felt, as an agency because Blair was actually recounting this experience he had at a conference where a procurement manager for like Coca-Cola or something like that got up and said, oh, he's talking to a room full of agencies. He said, oh, you all think you're so differentiated and, and so unique and that he said, you're all the same. You all charge the same, some kind of costing model. You all say you're different, but it's all the same. You know, you've all got this unique process, but it's actually all the same thing. just presented in a different way. You're not unique. We're going to pay you X dollars per hour. That's it. Take it or leave it, right? I thought it was a really good comment. And so, well, as you would know, both David and Blair when they talk about differentiating, they talk about expertise. So it's not really that where you position your agency, it's about the expertise you bring to it. So I found that really interesting. And I guess for any marketing managers presenting their own product to the market, it's about how you differentiate and based on expertise or other features. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Craig. That's exactly what's going on, right? Takeaways to go have a think about that and actually figure out, are you positioning yourself correctly with your expertise? All right, Craig, we've got two shout-outs of the week. So, Glenn gave you a shout-out from Inbound. Hey, uh, Glenn, this is Glenn Miller from Lupo Digital, and he sent you a video, didn't he? That's right. Very kind of him. Thank you, Glenn. Keeping us, uh, we're not at Inbound. In case you didn't realize this is we're not at Inbound, we're missing out on the fun, but Glenn's over there. We are going to be there next year, Craig. I think so. And I wanted to give a shout-out to, well, you know, Glenn's uh, Lupo Digital agency in Correct. Sydney, potentially a competitor. You know how people keep saying, oh, another HubSpot agency, aren't they competitors? And we're like, no, 
we don't consider these other agencies competitors. Well, here's another one. So Zoe Palmer from Brand Chemistry. I love their stuff. Potentially, we could say Zoe and I are competitors. But yeah. we, uh, she's actually been uh, giving referrals to me and, oh, you know, and oh, Moby, Moby, we should shout out to Moby. He gave me a referral. I gave you a referral. You like, did. Thank you. There is so much good work to be done and so many good agencies around. I don't think we see any of them as competitors. We're collaborators. No, what I love. Should be an avatar for that. What I love that. at the core of them, they're all good people. Now, before we finish this segment, Craig, inbound next year, if you're thinking of going, is actually August 18 to 21. In 2020. Is that, uh, is that because that's before the election? Or? I would suspect so, because I remember four years ago when we were at Inbound was the day of the election. Anyway, so there's two kinds of passes. You can get an all-access pass if you book in the near future. It's six ninety nine, And you can have a power pass, Craig, for twelve ninety nine. power pass is where it's all at. All right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. And I thought this would be a befitting quote from Brian Halligan. Advice for modern marketers. Automate the buying process. Users are expecting you to automate their processes. They want a self-service experience with your company. Only could automate the process of creating deals, Ian. That's right, Craig. And paying for it too. All right, there's some bonus links of the week. I think there's some training from Conversion Excel about micro funnels, not flywheels, funnels. And look, I, think you, I know you've baited me there, but you can't escape the funnel. Everything I talk about... The funnels, everything with clients, they understand funnels. No one gets the flywheel. You just got to talk more about the flywheel. It's about less friction, Craig. It is about less friction. Well, yeah. Anyway, maybe we can do an episode on the flywheel later on. Well, Craig, I hope you've had a great birthday. And listeners, if you are listening to this and you love this show, we'd love you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we'd love you to contact us on Instagram. Because we love hearing from you guys or email us. And to those that we haven't met in person, please feel free to drop us a line. We actually think you're running some dinners in Sydney. And of course, when we are at Inbound in 2020, we will get together there again. Well, I hope everybody has a great week. And until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.